This is Pastor Mike from Jordan Lutheran Church, and you're about to hear one of our Sunday morning messages. At Jordan, we're passionate about learning from the Bible and pray that this message makes an impact in your life. So how many of you are thankful for families? How many of you are thankful for families that bring their children? How many of you are a child who was once brought? To God be the glory. I mean it. <laughs> How many of you are a parent who wonders, why do I have to bring my children? <laughs> okay, yeah, just, just that we're also an honest church. There, there are those times. What I want to share with you briefly, just as we consider uh, some of what you've seen this morning, are the challenges that come out later in Luke's text. If you've read all of Luke's gospel, I just want to share a little bit with you of where things are headed. This is verse 22 of chapter 7. And he answered them, go and tell John what you have heard and seen. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached them. This is John the Baptist's disciples who want to know, is Jesus the guy? And then here's the text that hits their ears next. And it doesn't sound well, and it won't resonate well after a wonderful, magnificent, and beautiful children's program. Here it is, Luke 7, verse 23. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. How many of you are offended by our Christmas program? Yeah. I, you're like, Pastor, what in the world are you doing? This is terrible. It was a great program. What I want to share with you is the trouble of when Christmas gets other things attached to it. Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Stumbling blocks. How many of you have gone to the great Raleigh classic, The Christmas Carol? Anyone make it this season? Any? Yeah, some of you have gone. So every year in Raleigh, I come to discover this, that uh, the Wood family, now Ira David Wood, the fourth, that's right, the third was doing it. And this year, you can go to special performances with Ira David Wood, the fourth. So if you were married, if you were married in, born into the Wood family, and you happen to have the name Ira David, uh, you're good to go, at least at Christmas time, in being busy. But here is how the closing words of Dickens' text actually speak. And I don't know if you know about this, but in Tiny Tim, did you know that Dickens actually says uh, that the little boy, Tiny Tim, didn't just have a crutch? Did you know that? Uh, it says he had an iron frame to actually support him. Uh, so if you have just that picture of a little crutch, Dickens wanted you to realize that Tiny Tim was a little worse off. The closing words of Dickens actually writes this. He says, and Tiny Tim, who did not die, which if you've seen any setting of that, you wait for those words so you can do what? Smile. You wait for that so that you can smile. But Dickens has the hobbled child that he says had an iron frame. Listen to how Tiny Tim comes home so as you hear the program you heard this morning, what it takes with you. Dickens wrote these words as the father and son came home one day. And how did little Tim behave, his mother asked. And when she had rallied Bob on his crudelity and Bob had hugged his daughter to his heart's content, as good as gold, said Bob, and better. Somehow he gets through sitting by himself so much and thinks the strangest things you've ever heard. He told me coming home that he hoped the people saw him in church because he was a cripple. And it might be pleasant to them to remember upon Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. Blessed is the one who's not offended on my behalf. Tiny Tim with an iron frame wanted people in church to look at him and do what? Smile. Because God was going to fix Tiny Tim. 
God was going to fix Tiny Tim. He knew, Dickens that is, Isaiah 29, 18, as well as Isaiah 35, 5, speak of people walking who were lame. People who were blind seeing. See, the stumbling block is we like the safe reading. We want Tiny Tim to always be healed. You know, it is completely possible Dickens could have written that story with Tiny Tim staying what? Yeah, he still could have been crippled. You see, but for most of you, that would be offensive because you need your Christmas to end happy. Tiny Tim has to not die. I don't want you to miss at Christmas the joy of children and families and speaking and knowing the gospel, but remember that the joy of this is God's going to fix even the darkest, most crippled challenge moment of your life, and he will speak into that. God will speak into the offense in your life and let you return back with joy. So you may not like the story if Tiny Tim dies and that's the end. You may not like the story if your car is hit by someone else and they don't have insurance and they drove off the scene. You may not like the story if you lose your job and in losing it, all the things you were promised from the company goes bankrupt and now you have no pension. You don't like that ending. You may not like it if the company that you have closes the factory they promised to your town even though you were the one who had set it all up. You may not like that ending. But this story and this infant child, don't let that be the end of your story. It refuses to allow that to be there. Jesus' response to those two disciples, all this question about don't be offended, was disciples of John who said, is this the guy? Listen to verse 24 and 26 of Luke 7. And what did you go into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What did you go out to see? A prophet. And I tell you more than a prophet. John concludes that this is the Christ. You see, John the Baptist come to figure out that Jesus and all he was doing was exactly what God had said. His disciples came back and told him exactly the fulfillment of prophecy, that God was doing more than he had said. Luke 7, verse 28, I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. For some people, that's a struggling text. They say, well, how could John be the least? Because John was still in a time of the promise, the promise that Christ would come. But we live in a different time. You live in the time of fulfillment. You see, you know this story. You've heard the story. Luke 2 for you is what? It's known. It's a story that you have embraced, and may it carry you forward this year at Christmas, that you not be offended by the fact that Jesus had to do what for you? Die. You see, this birth isn't just about a child being born. It's about a child who said, I'm giving up everything for you. People are offended at Jesus because they say, I don't need you. I'm good enough on my own. Go help my neighbors. They need you. My neighbors have some challenge. My boss at work has some challenge. Uh, that person who just yelled at me in the line at the grocery store, they, they need some Jesus. You ever heard that phrase? They just need some Jesus. You've never said that about someone, right? God comes in and says, rejoice. That is our concluding text, as we heard from Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. As you settle into this season, as Advent moves ever closer to the Christmas tide, as we see that Christ child come forward, may you take no offense that God needed to come into this world for you. This child didn't come to make a pageant. 
This child did not come so we could write great hymns. The child did not come so that we could smile with family around the table and have ham, turkey, or whatever meal you serve. God came because he knew you couldn't do it on your own. Don't be offended that you need a little help. (laughs) At times in life, we say, well, you start out saying what? Me do it. That's how most of us start as kids. Me do it. Me do it self. Then you get older and you just say it more grown up, right? Uh, I can handle this on my own. I don't need your assistance. Thank you. To which the Lord says, you can't do it on your own. Don't be offended. Know that I am the Lord, the God, the maker of heaven and earth. May your hearts and mind be settled to realize that you know the rest of the story. And yes, Dickens did get it right. Tiny Tim didn't die. And guess what? Neither will you. In Christ's name, you will have the peace that passes all understanding. May it guard now your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We're glad you've connected with us online and look forward to the opportunity to see you in person. On behalf of everyone at Jordan, we hope you will join us as we gather in worship of our Savior, Jesus Christ, every Sunday morning at 930 at Beaver Creek Cinemas in the peak of good living, Apex, North Carolina.